Hello and welcome to this episode of Send Him Off, where once again we're going to be chatting all about the beautiful game. My name, as always, is Sam and joining me to chat football for an hour or so, well not quite an hour, probably just underneath, don't panic, is uh, <laughs> as always my good friend Alex. How you doing, Val? Yeah, I'm not too bad. How are you guys? Welcome back. This, it, to be honest, this one, I think it's pretty straightforward. It's pretty straightforward because we've had a few complicated ones in the past, but who knows? Who knows what could happen this week? Absolutely anything. Any old shenanigans. <laughs> With that being said, do you want to explain what's going to be going on this week? I mean, they probably already guessed by the title of the video itself, but uh, yes, it, it doesn't. Hurt. You probably have. Um, so essentially, we're going to be taking each of the Premier League's record signings for each club, um, and we're going to be ranking them. So there's a top twenty, obviously twenty teams in the Premier League. We're going to be ranking them from best to worst, or from worst to best. Um, talking a bit about them, seeing what's happening. But just a disclaimer. So you're probably listening to this somewhere in March, I imagine. Between, between no, the end not, of February no, and yeah, beginning of March, yeah. possibly. Now, that clashes with my uni exams. So we are recording this well in advance. So we are currently mid-January. And obviously, the transfer window hasn't shut. Now, it doesn't look like any of these records are going to be broken, but if they are, that's Oops. why we're wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's just nothing we can do about that. So, um, <laughs> don't blame me. Blame uni. There we are. Good, good, that's good, uh, good excuse if ever I've heard one. It's been my motto for the last three years. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so, without further ado, should we crack on? Yeah, let's. Um... And shall we go for number twenty, the worst? The worst well, Premier the League record signing. It it's was we because we ranked opinion. these. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we we got we um we zoomed each other a few weeks ago and we ranked these sort of as 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 like together. So we had one ranking rather than chatting about them separately. The top was easy. Yeah, the top three is easy. The bottom was so hard. There are so many bad signings that have been made. <laughs> I wouldn't say bad, but. Pointless as well, and for the yeah, money, just, like, no, if, I would say I bad. would say the the bottom three are bad. Yeah, like the bottom, bottom three, three or four horrendous. are bad. Yeah. Uh, but, um, well, without further ado, would you like to explain number twenty? So number twenty is West Ham, whose record signing is Sebastian Haller, who was bought for forty-five million pounds from Frankfurt. Now, scored a few nice goals, didn't he? Uh, yeah. That overhead kick, not a yeah. goal. But I think he says it all that he was sold at the start of January for a 25 million loss. What more can you say? You know, it you, you're, you're making 20, 20 million. What was it? 25 million pound loss or they sold him for 25 million? No, they sold him for 20 million. So they made a 25 million pound loss. You know, how, how desperate have you got to be to to get rid of a football player from the club? It's, it, you know, how much how, how much can we talk about it without being too horrible but I, I just think it was a pointless sign-in. I don't know who scouted it, to be honest with you. But, you know... I, the thing I, is, I he did well in Germany. He did well in Germany, but the Bundesliga is so different. I mean, you look at, for example, Timo Werner and someone we might be discussing later, yeah, Kai Havertz, maybe. who... It's, it, it, it might be difficult to adapt from that league. You never know. Um, well, it some, seems to some, be, anyway. Some get away with it. Some seem to fit in. Some don't, obviously, like you know, the man in question, Sebastian Haller. But 45 million pounds for somebody who scored one or two goals and then ultimately lost you 25 million pounds. I think somebody got the sack as far as recruitment was and was, um, was concerned in West Ham. Dreadful. Um, moving on, number 19. Now, this is in my opinion, equally as bad. This is 19th, but like essentially this is tied last. This is one of the worst. Equal, equal 20. Uh, yeah. Joel Linton. Newcastle. To Newcastle. 40 million from Hoffenheim. Okay. The only thing, so I've got, I've got notes written beneath each of these people to just, you know, chat about. And usually they're like, you know, pretty decent analytical notes. This one literally just says, Joel Linton couldn't score in a brothel. End of. <laughs> that, that, is, that is it. It's true. When's he's the... awful. 
Um, I was going to say West Ham, but Newcastle, they've had a bit of a torrid time recently as far as goals are scored. I was reading on Twitter and I think at the time of recording now, I don't know what it'll be like by the time this goes out. Goodness knows how many hours they would have gone. But at the minute, I think they've gone 14 hours without scoring a goal. And they've got the likes of Andy Carroll, they've got Callum Wilson, they've got Alan St. Maximin. They've got... You know, they've Joel got Lifter. the likes of Andy Carroll. Well, no, Andy... <laughs> Oh, I'm not saying Andy Carroll's, a, you know, he's, he's a wonderful striker. He's a world beater. Yeah, when I think of Premier League top strikers, <laughs> I'll, first one that comes to mind is Andy Carroll. But I, I went as far as, like, he's a bit of a portrait. He'll get in the area and he'll, he'll nab at least a goal. This, you know, they could have... Yeah, he's, he's one, yeah, yeah, to be fair. He's one of these players that, like, even, yeah, like you said, even in a game where they're, like, 6-0 down, like, 90th minute, if a corner comes in, he'll, still he'll get his head, head on, on it. it. Yeah, exactly, but, yeah. You know, what, what, what more can you say? I've said that about Sebastian Haller and I said about Jolet. You just can't really say anything because there's nothing to say. They're just so bad. Like, there is, like, you can't polish a turd, can you? No, exactly. As simple as Well, right. you can't actually. Like, technically, just... technically, I was on um, another little um, tangent for us here, but I was on Uberfax and apparently you can't polish a turd. I read that. So, that's for that. the purposes of these sign ins, you can't polish a turd. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on number 18 now this is one that I, to be fair I won't say it's that bad it's just forgettable here's the thing about this one right it's, it's Ben Gibson Burnley alright have we mentioned it I can't remember anyway no you, you know. Ben Gibson from Burnley this blog always seems to worm his way into my fantasy team and I don't know why I don't know because he's I, cheap. It's because yeah, exactly. It's because he's cheap, but he never plays. Oh, he's just sitting on a bench. Exactly. Yeah, he's just sitting on a bench. He'd, he'd be at the bottom of the bench, I and mean, you know, he'd be exactly the same thing for his club as well. He doesn't play. I, f- I honestly, I forgot he was still at Burnley. Yeah, the only the only reason I, 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 I is actually, I I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I forgot he existed. <laughs> forgot he existed. He I forgot he was quiet. a person. <laughs> I, I honestly forgot about him. If you'd asked me who Burnley's um, record, record signing signed. was, I would have said I would have said Chris Wood. But I think he's just below. He could well be. I, I, I think don't he was, know what they paid for I think him. he was 14 million or something. So. 15 million for somebody who, you know, most people have forgotten about. I don't even know any Burnley fans know he still yeah, plays for I know it's just, uh, let's just say Turf Moor has not been his happy it's place. It's not been his happy place at all. If you get the reference, you get the reference. If you don't, bad luck. But yeah. If you're listening, Jordan North, if you're listening, fancy a guest yeah. slot <laughs> yeah, on the show or what? Please. <laughs> um, but to be honest with you, I think from 19 to 17, I th- well, 19 to 18 even, that's the um, sort of the poor ones of the way. That's the sort of forgettable ones. I would... I would like to put 17 and 16 into the poor bracket as well. No, poor, yes, but I think these ones are not... For, like I, I think they, there's still a bit of time for these, whereas... Yes, I, I was about to say they can turn it around, yeah. Well, 20, he, he's gone all over turning that around, he's gone, but uh, there we are. I think I think it'll take a lot for Sebastian Haller to be knocked off that 20 spot yeah. ever. To be fair. Well... Who was it? Who was who did I put as my um the the mistake the goalkeeper? What was his name? Oh, it doesn't matter. I don't want to go off on another tangent. What what are we talking about? We don't need this. Let's, I, let's I honestly it. don't even know what you're on about. Al. I'll I'll have to explain later because I, I'm afraid of looking too ridiculous now, and I've already <laughs> I've already done that enough times during the podcast. Yeah, you do make a habit of that now. Yes. Uh, number seventeen. Uh, quite a recent one. Sheffield United, Rian Brewster, twenty-three million from Liverpool. So this deal, I, I like. I didn't understand this whether it was the actual record one because some said it was Sander Sander Berge or Burge or whatever his name is. I don't know who you say it. Um, I'm not Norwegian. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> um, that, so that was twenty-two million for him. But the Brewster deal was twenty million plus three million, three million in add-ons. So I think we're counting this. For the purposes of this list, we are counting Rian Brewster as yeah. the record sign-in. I was um, it's been a complete disaster, I think. I mean, he comes off the bench now and again, and he sort of gets himself in- involved. But He like, hasn't scored, though. He hasn't, and he's, he's in a team where David McGoldrick is playing ahead of him. And Billy Sharp, he's about 38. Yeah, exactly. Right, he's not, not quite that old. <laughs> you know, he's, he's Sli- not slight old. exaggeration. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no... 
it's a shame because we had him at Swansea the season before. He made his big move, or that you know, at the end of that season rather, and he was quality. And he was we, electric. He was. If we had him this one season, one of my favorite players, I I'd say we'd be well, if not top, we'd be a lot closer to top than we are, and we're only five points off now at, at yeah. the time of recording. Yeah. But I think it was the wrong move, the wrong move altogether. He wanted the Premier League, and think, nobody can blame you for that. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was the wrong club. Yeah, it really was. If he'd gone somewhere like Palace, I think he'd be thriving now. But uh, no, and I think Sheffield had the season they had the you know last year. Maybe that would have sort of brought him in. Ollie McBurney was there. He was at Swansea. I know they didn't play at the same at the same time for Swansea, but maybe he would have had something to say. Um, but yeah, it was. It's just a bit of a shame. That's all it is, really, as far as Rian Brewster goes. Yeah, I think that's that's the biggest thing to take away from it is it, it really is a shame. But this time, and I, I'm not sure if, well, I, I don't think Sheffield United fans would like me saying this, but I think if they go down, it's probably a blessing in disguise for Brewster. Yeah, because if they do, he if they go down. He tore yeah. up the championship. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. If, he, if they do go down and he stays, then I think, you know, there's there's plenty of time for him to redeem himself. Like, I think had we gone up this year, had we gone up last season rather, Swansea now, yeah, and he'd come back to us on loan because we would never have been able to afford him. Um, if he'd come back to us on loan, I think he'd be scoring in the Premier League more than he would. Well, it's not hard to score more, one goal would be more than he is now, <laughs> but um, I think he would be playing better than he is for Sheffield United. I don't think the system suits him, no. I don't think I, I think I think he's just fallen a bit flat for, for all parties, really. Well, other than Jurgen Klopp, who's got 23 million in his pocket. Which isn't too bad to be honest, considering. But we'll see. I'd like to. I'd like to see. It's another one. I'd like to be proven wrong. Should we do number sixteen? Moving on. Yeah, sixteen is quite an expensive one. One of uh, the most expensive ones. Yeah, we're talking uh, Nicolas Pepe to Arsenal for seventy-two million. Now, I mean, even the most die-hard Arsenal fan surely has to agree. Yeah, that this is. I mean, did you watch the game yesterday where they played Southampton? No, I didn't. In the FA Cup? I didn't watch it. So there was Pepe and Willian on the wings. And honestly... They got oh, a slate. I did hear they had an absolute slate in afterwards, though. It, was, it was painful to watch. Yeah. Um, it was painful. 72 million. That's, that's... I think that's the only reason he's so low. Because, you know, last season he did chip in with a few goals and assists but... here and there. He didn't do much, but this, this season he's he's pretty much only had game time in the Europa League. The price tag is hanging over him, I think. Yeah, without a doubt. And I think had the price tag been somewhere more like, had the price tag been half, right, thirty six million, he probably would have been at least three or four spaces higher on this list. Yeah, Maybe he might not even. I I don't even know if he would have been on the list because you know things like that really do affect the psychology of a player. I think it, it did the yeah. same thing with Torres when he went to Chelsea. I know he did. He did actually score more goals than you think, Torres, but he he never really lived up to the. And he scored some million. flipping important ones really, as well. Really important ones. Really, really important ones. But the only player I can think of that's really lived up to the big price tag is Cristiano Ronaldo when he broke the record in two thousand and nine. I think. Bill, did he really set? I mean, fire? I mean, how many Champions Leagues did he win? All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think I think I would very like to very strongly like to argue in favour of Gareth Bale there. Yeah, no, I so, saw what I saw what I but I I think, and um... and Mister Number One on our list, who we will shall reveal later. Okay, yeah, fair enough. But uh, yeah, Nicholas Pepe, seventy two million. Again, I I think well, I think the same can be said. I think for he's worth he's one. worth a fraction of that though. He's yeah. worth a fraction of that, Pepe. Uh, yeah, same with the next one. Plenty of time for this one though as well. Um, Kai Havertz to Chelsea, seventy-two million early this summer. Um, now this baffles me because Lampard is a smart cookie. You know, I know he's not doing particularly well at the moment, but he knows his football. Lampard, you know, knows the game, hmm. and I refuse to believe. I refuse to believe he didn't watch Havertz play before he spent that amount of money on him. But it's how it looks because he's just not playing him in the in in the right position for me. 
Where did, okay, see, I dropped a clanger a couple of well, probably a couple of months ago, and I was I was gassing up Kai Havertz and saying how good I thought he was, and you know he was either quality. I was actually talking about Hakim Ziyech. I completely got the names mixed up. I will hold my hands up there, but I I will say that I I do think that there is quality with Kai Havertz, but for the for the same reason I said about Nicola Pe- I think it's the seventy two million price tag, and it's it's just getting to him for some reason. Well, for some reason, we know the reason. It's a it's a big it's a big price tag. It's a lot of responsibility. And I think I I think it's a lot to do with you know everyone's expecting this. What twenty year old is he? Even yeah. may, might be younger than that. Twenty one to come and like set the Premier League light in his first season. I think it's a bit unrealistic, yeah. but I know a- we've put him low on the list. But it's a Chelsea team going through a lot of changes, and I think they just got to stick with it. That's what they yeah. have to do more than and I, I've made a note here that Eden Hazard's first season at Chelsea did not blow anybody away. No. And yeah, you know, he had to stick with the other work on it. And, you know, in the end, he got his move to Madrid, but <laughs> that's gone the way it has. But we'll see. We will see. That's sort of the big money moves out of the way, to be honest with you. And they're the ones for I now. feel the most, well, yeah, for now. But, you know, I think it can only get better from you. Well, we know we're going to only get better from you, but those are the ones I feel the most oh, yes. sorry for, if I'm being we're honest. Because we're, we're counting up. Yeah, we are. <laughs> it tends to be our countdown goes out. <laughs> <laughs> That's sort of the whole point of the list. It can only get better from you. Well, and Al, he's done it again. Well, well he's cracked time. the format anyway. <laughs> Number 14. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, dear. <laughs> Oh, just love the fact that midway through a countdown, Alex decides to explain to the viewers or the listeners what a countdown is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 14th. Um, Christian Benteke. Crystal Palace. Yeah. Christian Benteke. 27 million from Liverpool. Now, I think things went wrong for Benteke a long time before the move to Palace. Yeah. Like, I think it was He injury. peaked at Villa, didn't he? He did. He, he peaked, peaked at Villa. At a very young age. Um, and to be fair, to be fair, I think that twenty-seven million Palace paid for him from Liverpool was still a great deal to do with his Villa days. Yeah, it was. Um, I I don't really know what they were expecting, if I'm being honest with you, because I could, you know, you you saw Christian Benteke in that Liverpool team, and I think at the time you had Fabio Barini and uh, Mario Balotelli around him, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he should have been head and shoulders as the and best striker in that team. The way they were speaking about him, he sh- he should have been, you know, starting. But it was it was the injury he picked up, and he just wasn't the same afterwards. I think we spoke briefly about him before in the unfulfilled potential episode we did. But yeah, it's just a, a big shame for him. Really, I I said you know Nicholas Pepe and Kai Havertz is a shame for them, but as far it's it's a different sort of shame for Benteke because you knew we had it. He already sort of proved himself at a young age and you wanted him to kick on, but he never did. But yeah, then why, I, I, I why, agree. You know, this, this, this wasn't a big surprise. So then why, why were Crystal Palace paying that amount of money for him anyway? I think they were a bit desperate, to be fair, weren't they? Well, yeah, they must have been. Because Jordan Ayew came in and last season, I think he was, he was banging goals. So yeah, he played well last season. He really did, fair. yeah. But... It's, I, it's, it's a shame. It's a big shame. Enough said. Uh, enough said. Agreed. Uh, number 13, off to Leeds. Uh, quite a recent one, Rodrigo. 26 million from Valencia. All I've got written here is, imagine spending 26 million on a new striker only for Patrick Bamford to keep him out of yeah. the team. yeah. Says it all it's just it says it's all. just not gone. It's not gone the way and that you know, they wanted not, it to. I mean, to be fair, go on. No, and I don't think they'll be that miffed because Bamford is banging him in. And but... I, I, I do think you know he's still got a lot of time. Like he's 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 not poor by any stretch, and I I think he'll you know he'll he'll end up scoring goals once he's given the chance. But just for the time being, I think you 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 can't take a player like Bamford out of the out of the. No, event. and I I think mid. I think middle of the road, you know, 13th is fairly yeah. mid-table if we're talking, you know, those sort of terms. And I, I think that's fair. I don't think you could put many higher, but I, I think it's unfair to put any lower at this point. Yeah. No, I, I certainly wouldn't. I wouldn't put him under Benteke or even anyone else. No. Um, 
But no, yeah, I agree. It's, it's a fair and spot. Similar, similarly with number 12, I think. Yeah. Moving on uh, to Fabio Silva. Wolves, uh, 35.6 million. So much time for him to prove himself. And, you know, since Jimenez suffered that, you know, god-awful injury at Arsenal, um, he hasn't looked out of place. No, you're Fabio right. Silva, he's looked okay. Right. I mean, he hasn't, I don't know, I don't know if he's scored or, I don't think he's scored, but, you know, he hasn't exactly set the place alight, but he hasn't looked... He hasn't looked like he's been floundering at any point. I don't think. I, th- I think though, Pedro Pedro Net is it Pedro Neto? Is that his Pedro? Yeah, he's quality. He's, he's really quality player. He's dug them out of a few sticky situations during the game as well. And so I uh, think... and Daniel Podence. Daniel Podence, yeah, as well. So you know, it's it's not like you know Fabio Silva has has come in and and not done his job because he has. But I think he's sort of been dug out as well by players like Pedro Neto. And Paul Dunst. Yeah, I agree. He definitely could have done more, but it hasn't been awful. So I think similar similar to Rodrigo, yeah, plenty plenty of time for Fabio Silva as well. Particularly, he's only what eighteen, yeah. Yeah, yeah. nineteen. So I think that'll um, I, you know, you could be looking back now in five years, six years time, thirty five million could be like one of the steals of the century. It could be, yeah. If if, if he uh, if he, if he I mean, if he lives up to the hype, that's back, you know, uh, around him back home in Portugal. Because they love him back there. So we'll see, you know, we'll see. Because, you know, we, he's got the Euros. We shall. We, we'll, we'll make the Euros team, the Portuguese team. We'll see. We will see. Number 11, West Brom. I think this is a, quite a similar one. Yeah. Really. With Grady Diangana, 18 million from West Ham earlier in the summer. I'm still absolutely, like, flabbergasted that West Ham let him go. How old is he? He's like 19, 20, I think. 21, maybe. He's young, anyway. Yeah. Um, but, um, I mean, he's he's probably been West Brom's best player, other than maybe Sam Johnston in goal. But do you think that was just a case of West Ham saying, look, you probably, I know, you know, they bought him of our table at the minute, but you're probably not going to get into our team. So we wouldn't want a player like you to go to waste. But the thing is, what I don't understand is, they sold Diangana, 18 million, and then... We're looking for creative player. I ended up buying Ben Rama. <laughs> like they're, they're, they're in the same. They're the same type of player. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand. I really don't understand it. Like I'm not saying. Like I probably would pick Ben Rama over Diangana. I know Ben Rama hasn't done a lot this season so far, but quality wise, I think he's probably edges it for me so far. But I just it doesn't compute for me. But who knows? Maybe. Mm. Maybe there was other other circumstances, but I think it's sad because he it looks like he's going to play championship football again next season, barring a miracle. Yeah, quite frankly, I'd hate to see that to be honest with you. But it, there is always the chance that he could end up bagging another move somewhere else, depending on how he plays for the rest of the season. But again, that will remain to be seen whether or not West Ham will come. I back think. I, do you know what I think the problem is with Diangana signing? Uh, why he's this low one out well I say low is 11 it's not too low but why he's not higher is absolutely nothing to do with him and his ability it's the fact that that is limited by what is a pretty poor squad yeah. around him yeah absolutely um, you know West Ham this season West Ham are a funny team because now and again they'll go through patches where they play really well and you know people are talking about them and then they'll, they'll sort of fall off the radar and Nobody seems to know what's going on, but I think he might have just arrived. At, so, um, he might have, you know, he got there at the wrong time. They ended up selling him, and now they could do with him again. So, I yes, it's a weird one, isn't it? I don't really I, know. It's, it's a... But um, again, West Brom, they're a yo-yo team themselves. I don't know. I really don't know whether or not this will be another Ryan Brewster. You know, we'll see. I I have said it with them all, but it's. They're all young. Only time will tell. Exactly. Yeah, all, they're quite a few young. of these are young. So, and it, perhaps it is a bit early to make a judgment on them, but, you know, we're happy to be proven wrong yeah. in future. And I know that's kind of the point of this whole thing anyway. So Yeah. <laughs> uh, number 10, middle of the road. And I think this is a firmly middle of the road transfer. It's one of the most boring transfers. Yeah. Um, the next two, I haven't really got too much to say, to be honest. Adam Webster. Adam Webster to Brighton. I mean, he's been solid in yeah, in their defence. Um, it's been helped, I think, by Ben White having Ben White. 
Yeah, 20 million. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think it's a bit pricey considering we sold Joe Roden to Spurs for 15. Yeah. Uh, I think that's slightly... Yeah, let's not get into that. I, I was going to say, uh, don't, don't start talking about that because we'll be here all day. Yeah, I'm not sure we'd, I'm not sure Webster would get into many other Premier League defences. I look at that and maybe only Fulham and West Brom, perhaps. It's that kind of calibre of club. You know? But he's, he's an, he is an important cog in the Brighton machine. You know, I think... You know, Potter, obviously. I think he should be given a little bit more credit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I think he should be given a bit more credit. Solid performances... Uh, but middle of the road, yeah. just can't go any higher than that, can you? Oh, there's only so much you can say about it. He's he's good. He's all right. He's doing the job, but that's all we can say. It's, you know, I don't think he's going to win any individual awards. Not for the Premier League. Not for Brighton. Saying that he'll probably go win Player of the Month next season now. But you know, there we are. Watch that. Yeah. Watch that happen. Yeah. Uh, number nine. Would you like to say the name of this uh, one? Fulham. Yeah, Andre Frank Zambo Angisa Zambo to Fulham, twenty-two point eight million. But this is the thing: they signed him the season they went down. And if he'd asked me that season or last season in the championship what I thought of it, I probably wouldn't have had too many nice things to say about it. But he's been pretty good this season. He's been he one of the. He hasn't been too bad. I've been I'm keeping an eye on him now. Last couple of weeks, and he's been playing yeah. all right. He's one of the few. Good things about Fulham this season because yeah. there's not been too many, really. I do think they're still favourites to go down along with, I think Sheffield. so too, and um, West Brom and West Brom as well. But you know, he's 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 I wouldn't say he's sort of pull his finger, he's all right, yeah, he's all right. And tw- for 22 million, there's players a lot, it, worse I mean, that you could see being bought yeah. for 22 million, definitely. So, I think for, for the price, it's not been bad. I think this is where things we can start to discuss more about. Yeah, players. and there might be some debate about the order on this one yeah. from listeners. Are we happy? Because we're happy to, to be fair, to them. yeah, because we jig these about a lot. Actually, um, we 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 mix them up quite a bit because we can't really decide. Really so coming in number eight is one that. Well, we were very sad to see happen. Yeah, uh, but it was almost inevitable. Uh, Mr. Gilfie Sigurdsson, uh, forty-five million to Everton from, of course, Swansea City. Um, this has been a lose-lose situation, I think, for all parties involved. Like he hasn't really been awful, but like Everton has spent forty-five million on a player who has not lived up to forty-five million. No. Swansea lost their talisman, got relegated, and saw absolutely none of the forty-five million reinvested. Absolutely, and Sigurdsson's reputation has just gone. He went because he came to Swansea initially from goodness knows where I can't remember, and ended up going to Tottenham. Or did, was he at Tottenham originally? No, he was. He was on loan. Okay, us, right. He, he was on loan from I can't remember where. Then Hoffenheim. Hoffenheim. There we are. He went to Tottenham, playing pretty well at Tottenham, to be fair. Ended up coming back to us. And I think that's where he sort of made his name, his second stint with Swansea. And he, he was definitely, arguably definitely, one of the yeah. best players I've seen. He was I think the dead I ball think he's situation. the player I've seen. Yeah. I think he's the best player in the Swansea I've ever seen. Um, well, if, if not the best, then one of the best. But um, you know, I don't want to go into that right now. Um, goes to Everton. I think he's he's captained them once or twice, but he he never really sort of set them alight the same way he said us alight. And there yeah, was a time he's... where Everton would come to the Liberty or we'd go to Goodison and they'd be pretty scared to see us come in, you know, up the road or they'd be pretty scared to come down down to us because they knew they were probably gonna get a tune in because of the way we played. And Gilfie Sigurdsson was a big part of that. But um I I think like he had he gone for thirty million, different. Uh, he probably yeah, would have been a couple of couple of places higher. There we are. It's the same. It's the same story as Pepe and Harvard. Then is it just the price tag? Yeah, I just him? think it's the price card. Uh, it's the price tag. Yeah, I think that's the main issue here. Um, is yeah. So what? I I think he. Go on, go on. If you if you look at, if you look at the age he was at Swansea, I think that was his prime. Yeah, probably. No, you're probably right. But what I'm thinking now is 
is it more to do with inflation that these players are considered bad or is it just the players themselves? Because in my mind, I think it's the inflation of football and what's gone on with that that's causing, you know, uh, let's see. Well, there we are, 72 million for Kaya. You just wouldn't back in the day, would you? You just wouldn't pay that amount of money for somebody so young. Well, it... I mean, I can remember when Ronaldo went for eighty million. That was a huge sum of like that. That I thought. Yeah, that was the well. It broke the record. Yeah, exactly. And everybody was like, "Oh my god, eighty million!" And now you're paying seventy-two million for a twenty-year-old who's played in the Bundesliga. Well, yeah, and hasn't necessarily proven himself at all. So, I think that's it. I th- I think really the real problem isn't necessarily the players, but it's it's inflation, and I'm gonna blame. Well, the reason Gilfie went for so much was because that very season Neymar went for two hundred million or whatever. Yeah, it's it the P- PSG, PSG. The PSG and Neymar deal is why football is broken. Yeah, I think that's the way it is. I think there's got to be a serious that, that a serious yeah. look about what's what's happened because that that ruined a lot. To be honest with you, that's that's changed a lot of things in football, not for the better at all. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, there we are. There's another tangent for you. Back Enjoy to, that. Back to transfers. Yeah. Don't want to get too serious, Al. Bloody hell. Uh, <laughs> um, moving on. Number seven. Now, I reckon we probably could have put this higher. Could have done. Because he has been... Yeah. But... Uh, Undumbele. I don't know if I've said that right. I say Undumbele. 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 Tangy Undumbele. 54 million from yeah. Lyon to Tottenham. Been, been now, solid. I wasn't convinced last year. I wasn't convinced. No. But neither was neither was Jose Mourinho, I don't think. Because um, he slated him in the press after a b- bad performance. He's, he's not afraid to like do he, that, was he? No, but I think it really worked. Exactly, for, yeah. I think for... he did the same thing with Luke Shaw. And I think that sort of came in clutch as well. Yeah. So, I, I uh, think... Uh... But, you know, you look at Spurs midfield and you've got the likes of Musa Sissoko, Deli Ali. Just to call Deli Ali at the time of recording, we don't know if he's yes, going to be so. Yes, he's a Spurs player, yeah. For now, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah I, to I clarify, I forgot yeah. that. Um, yeah, and it's, yeah, I think he's been solid this year. I've seen him play a couple of times when I've been watching Spurs. He's been good. He's been, he's been a, really important for yeah. them. As well. He's been so important in, in, in instigating that ta- counter-attack, which is so deadly. Exactly. He's got such a low centre of gravity if you watch him. Yeah. Like he's um oh it's just I oh, I love watching him he's so good he's just so low but yet I love the him. control he's on the so ball low. but the control on the ball yeah, absolutely and despite having such a low center of gravity it's, is it's, um, unbelievable it's his ability to sort of it's, he can switch he's he's one way and then he'll he'll turn the other way you know just in yeah a, he's in a, a swiveler exactly, isn't he? that's that was the word he's a swiveler and then that sort of, that'll change from sort of the defence to attack, like you pick the ball up and then bang, he's away. And then you've got players like Son, players like Kane, and they're making their runs already and you pick them out. Simple as that. Yeah, he's so important for them this season. Um, so I think we probably could have put him above the man in sixth place uh, and potentially the man in fifth place. man in fifth place, yes, I'd say. I don't know about the man in sixth because the man in sixth is Rodri. Manchester City. And only now... Lovely, lovely Welsh name. Rodri. <laughs> but I got so confused when he signed. Yeah. I was like, "Bloody, where's he from?" <laughs> but no, um, he's he's played really well recently, Rodri. He's been very important for Manchester City, and he's only twenty three. So this is a case of a very rare case of the price. I don't think. When did he sign for them in the summer? Was it? No, isn't this his second season? It could be a, I, I, I don't know. Mate, last season, I think he went a little bit unnoticed, but I think he was sort of finding his feet, Pep was finding his team. But recently, well, again, at, at the time of recording, he's been very, very important for this Manchester City team in the stability of the defence. He's, he's a sort of, sort of natural replacement for Fernandinho, yeah. I think, in that whole midfield. Yeah. Particularly now, Fernandinho is sort of, I mean, he's, he's an established centre-back now, really. To be honest, yeah. I think, yeah. So it's always nice for the. Um, I don't think I don't think Rodri's the best in the world at what he does. I it don't seems think he's to be working at Man City. You know, yeah, he doesn't set the world alight, but he's what City need, yeah. and Guardiola likes him, I so think he's doing something right. When you say he doesn't set the world alight, I think 
for that exact reason, he will set the world alight because he doesn't. He doesn't do all this fancy stuff. He'll just mop up in front of the defence. He'll keep the defence, you know, because we know Manchester City, they, they, they're struggling to find their settled, um, settled defence, sorry. So it's it's nice to... Yeah, it's a bit like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like sort yeah, of a Makalele yeah. or a And I think he'll, venture, he'll find yeah, his he's, he's... fame from that. He's sort of like a metronome in front of that exactly. defence, isn't he? Exactly. Everything's in time. Everything's done. And, um, yeah, he, he, yeah. when you put it like that, he sold the air apparent to Busquets for Spain, I think, as well. Yeah, I think so, too. You know, he could well end up at Barcelona. He could well do. I would not be surprised. Well, no, certainly not. Not the way Barcelona are going at the minute. But, you know, who knows? Who knows? Moving on, number five. Now, I think this probably could have been swapped with... Either Rodri or Underbelly. Yeah. Although he did score yesterday. Um, Ollie Watkins, 28 million to Villa from Brentford. Now, he's he hasn't scored an awful amount, really. But he's chipped in with a, a, like a few assists. And his overall gameplay has been so important for yeah. Villa. So important this year. He's been he's been brilliant. He's been really really good. I've been really impressed with how he's adapted because he played on a wing for a long time for Brentford. And, you know, you, you, and then they moved him into the middle. Yeah, I think when what you said there was quite important. It was he's you know he's not necessarily getting the goals, but it it doesn't really matter because somebody else is getting them and he's still playing quite. An yeah, important yeah. Role. So it doesn't really matter that he's not getting them, but he's still involved and he's still sort of playing quite a key role in the whole process of it. Yeah, that's the thing with so comparing him to Rian Brewster because I think that's probably a fair comparison. Both strikers were in the playoff semi-finals last year in the championship, yeah. made the move to Premier League clubs. Um, whereas Brewster, I know he's not had assists or anything, but factor that out. Watkins hasn't really scored too much. Scored more than Brewster, been far better. And then Brewster hasn't scored. But the, the quality, the difference is Villa are still scoring. Sheffield United yeah, aren't. Yeah, it's the quality of the team around him. So. And that. But he, he's. That said, that makes it sound like he's not contributing at all. He is. He's yeah, a huge he part really of the revival they've had this season. That, and that, that's what they were missing last year, I thought, a lot, is somebody up there who. He's just let, let's be honest. Last last year it was all Grealish. Yeah, and he did carry that team quite a bit. It was all Grealish. And, um, uh, they've they've invested smartly this year. Villa. They've got Matt Cash, um, I th- Watkins, Traore. I think if Brewster, Ross Barkley, if Brewster went to a club like Aston Villa, I think we probably would put him a lot higher up on this list. If you know, if I he was the um, record signing. But again, it's. A shame for Brewster, but Ollie Watkins, he's been fantastic for them. He's been absolutely fantastic. Very important. Number four. Moving on. Number four. Uh, big, big money move. I think it's the biggest. Uh, on this list, yeah, it is. I've just had a quick look and it is the biggest. It's just the biggest in the Premier League. Uh, Paul Pogba, Manchester United. Now, when Pogba turns it on, Pogba turns it on. He has done recently, uh, well, at the time of recording anyway, he might have had a dreadful month. Uh, <laughs> now, uh, w- watch him have a terrible month now yeah, before this goes out. 100%. Um, but, uh, no, I, I, has he done enough to justify the price tag? For me, uh, you know, we spoke about this when I did my overrated 11. Not yet. I don't think he's done enough. I completely agree. I agree. Yet. He hasn't done it yet. But if they win, if they win the title this year. I, I, I don't think so. I think they've got to win a couple of titles. Ask me again. They've got to win a couple of titles. They've got to win it this year and maybe next year. And they've got to win a trophy probably the year after or two 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 trophies next year. I think he's got he's got to be doing a little bit more because he's been there three years, four years, something like that. Can't really remember. But um, I mean, everyone talks about Bruno, but everyone talks about Bruno coming in since January, but. I mean, if you talk about like the last what three or four years, and Pogba's had some stinkers of games and some stinkers of like you know spells uh, during our time, but you do try to think where United yeah. would be without no, him, quality-wise as well. Yeah, he's sort of he's kept a pretty poor Manchester United team, pretty average, which is he's sort of been the the anchor of quality. Yeah. Like he, he sort of no matter how bad United have been. 
they've sort of always looked a bit better because Pogba's on the yeah. team sheet. And I'm sure Graham Souness would have something to say about that, but oh, I bet yeah. he would. Pog Pogba, I don't think he's a box to box midfielder. I don't think he is personally. I've always preferred to see him play sort of a bit further forward, and I think that's what Manchester United is doing with him now because he's got a bit more of a license too. Um, yeah, definitely. I think I think they've cracked the position in this year. I really hope that they sort of push on with that as well because it's just a waste seeing him sort of play that sort of sit-in role. And I, I don't think that's him at yeah, all. Yeah, like, just like him all up, he, he is talented. Oh, yeah, and, you know, that, that World Cup in 2018, which he won with France, he was electric in that tournament. Oh, he was fantastic to watch. I think that he's trying to um, sort of make a big move to Madrid. I think that's what he's got his eyes on. Personally, I, I I would agree. Or oh, back to Juventus. Yeah, back to I think Juventus probably. Well, I don't know now with Pirlo. I'm time. not sure how much of a step forward that would be. Neither do I. I think uh, the the what he wants now, as far as a step forward goes, is to go to a place like Real Madrid. Well, that's the only other place I could think yeah. of. I wouldn't really want to see him go to Bayern Munich. I don't think he'd suit him. I don't think he'd fit no. in. No, I don't think he'd fit in. PSG, PSG suit, yeah, but the league but it's a is league, it? yeah. Yeah, with all due respect. With all yes. due respect. Like the bottom half is anyway. The top. We, we discussed this when we talked about when we did our look around Europe and like the the bottom half of the French league is like I think quite a few Championship teams will probably beat yeah. them. It's interchangeable but with the, the top. I mean, yeah. look, the top six or seven are probably. I mean, the top four, top three or four, are very good. You know, you got Lyon. Um, Marseille to a certain extent and PSG I mean those are three good sides um, Lille are playing quite well yeah but how are we, talk- how are we again, talking about Lille we've done it again we? but uh, I know what you're saying I know what you're saying you know if it's not PSG which I don't think it will be for him his big move I think will be Madrid and I think we managed to save that just about just about uh, moving on number three uh Yuri Tielemans, Leicester City, 40.5 million from Monaco. Now, I think this was a smart I'm going to put this out there now. I'm going to put this out there now. I think Tielemans is one of the best midfielders in the Premier League. I agree. I really do agree. I think... He's consistently underrated as well. Leicester, bringing in players like him, they've gone from being like a fluke team to winning the Premier League back in, was it 16? 2016? Yeah, because as much as that was lovely, it was pure luck that season. Well, it was. It was. I wouldn't say luck. I don't want to take that away from them, but I think that they surprised a lot of. People. It wouldn't happen again. It wouldn't happen again. It was a one-off with that group of players. But now you bring in Yuli Tielemans. They got James Madison in there. Barnes is in there. I think this is a, a pretty solid squad, and Brendan Rodgers has done a fantastic job in bringing players like him in. And fought, you know, we, we talk what about, I love about I'll, I'll, I'll explain my let you go on. What I love about Leicester's recruitment is that they aren't bringing in players like established players almost, they aren't bringing in players who've won titles. No, they did that with Kante, and they're bringing in Mahrez players as well. Yeah, and I, I really like it. They've got the likes of Tielemans, um, they've stuck with Vardy, which I, I mean, they'd be mad not to, but you know. Yeah. It, what I'm saying is he's, he's you know, he came from non-league. Uh, Harvey Barnes, youth product, come all the way through. You know, Justin, they, James Justin, they bought from Luton, didn't they? Or somewhere? Something like that. Something like that. But I was looking at the price, right? And we were talking about Kai Havertz and Nicolas Pepe having the price hanging over them and this and that. But Yuri Tielemans cost 40.5 million. Sebastian Haller cost 45 million. So it's not as if West Ham don't have the money to buy players like that. But when you, you're recruiting, when when you've got good recruitment, sorry, like Leicester City obviously do, it makes a big difference. I think Leicester's recruitment is one of the best in the Premier League. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Along with, along with the club at number two. Yes, yes, number two, Southampton. Who are Southampton? Who their record signing is Danny Ings, who will cost them twenty million. 20 now million twenty million. Pounds. I I could not believe my eyes when I saw that. Like given, but I remember when he when he went to Southampton, twenty million. I think a few eyebrows were raised because he hadn't really scored for Liverpool. Injury prone, everyone kind of went, oh, yeah. you know, this could go one or two ways. This could, but 
now 20 million looks like a steal it really does and it looks like a steal it would look like a steal probably 10 years ago as well if I'm being honest with you which yeah you know yeah. before all this name or whatever happened 20 million pounds back then would probably look very good for Danny Ings because he's been very integral to that uh, Southampton team very integral he's been their best player by far and you know, we we spoke about I can't did we speak about it on your or were we chatting with each other? I can't remember. But we were talking about Shea Adams as well. And Shea Adams has been a good replacement for when Danny Ings has been injured, but they still sort of missed him when he was out because he, he is yeah. that threat up yeah. front. It's, he, he, he's getting that sort of name about him now as well, where opposition will sort of think oh, he's a bit like we, Jamie, we're playing against we're playing against Danny yeah. Ings. I, yeah, I was literally about to say it's a bit like Vardy, where you, I th- I do think opposition's lined up and they go, "We're playing against Ings today. Yeah. Like we need to, we need to be on it." And and that to have that is invaluable yeah. for a team. Like, I think we've got it at Swansea with RU. I think Championship teams particularly yeah. RU play, play against up and they, uh, and they line up and they Even go. Jamal Lowe now God, to be honest with you against... because he's on form. Are you playing well? And it's, it, I think yeah. I compared Jamal Lowe, you know, I know we're talking to Swansea fans, but I compare him more to Danny Ings than I would to Andre Ayew because Danny Ings didn't come in as a superstar. He sort of came in as somebody who was trying to look for a bit of redemption. Ings had a lot to prove when he went to Southampton. He did. I think it was quite a brave move because he could have gone, he could have gone back to Burnley, you know, where he started and just sort of... Like, fizzled, existed. Yeah, fizzled yeah, no, you're 100%, yeah. But... Uh, but he took a bit of a risk going to a team like Southampton where they play the type of football they do and uh, it's paid it off. Really it's, it, you know, obviously, he, he clearly knew he still had it in him. And I, You can't help but respect well, him. No, I, I, I've always liked Danny Ings. I've always been an admirer yeah. of him. The way he plays as well. He's got good work rate. He's, he's just clinical. He's a fantastic player. We were talking about Ben Teke before and Liverpool and whatever. I think Dan Yings was in the squad at the same time, I seem to remember. Yeah, I think they were. So I think, you know, they both had injuries. They were both playing, you know, fairly well to get into that Liverpool team or to be bought by Liverpool. But, you know, we went one way for Dan Yings and they went another way for Ben Teke. So, it, you know, I don't really know what my point was there, yeah, yeah. to be honest. It was, it was a very good was, point, anyway. I enjoyed Thanks. it. We're all about lift, lifting each other up on sending <laughs> off. Uh, well, that, that uh, really moving on. Nice to number one, but we're going to talk about number, number one, anyway. one. This was one of the easiest decisions we've ever made. Yeah. I mean, we pretty much both sat down and went, well, we know what number one yeah. is. Let's just work out the rest. Uh, yeah, Virgil van Dijk yeah. to Liverpool. I mean, it was a huge fee, seventy-five million. But I paid ten times that. Arguably, I would have paid ten times that he now. Won them in the Premier League. Arguably. Oh, without a doubt, and the Champions League. They would never. They won't be where they are now without he's him. He's a leader, isn't he? And I know there's I have the, absolutely no the doubt if he's the best centre back has ever been. And I can't really be bothered to get into that debate right now. I just, I, I think, I think the answer to that is we won't know until he retires. Yeah, that's very true. You can't, you can't be comparing him to the likes of. Vidic and you know Ooh, if we're talking all time then I think then I think the Milan centre backs of old are going to have something to say yeah, about that 100%. because I think they're hands down the best but um, if we're talking the the best of the rest then he's, he's up there Van Dijk for yeah. me um, certainly the best of the modern era I think oh without a doubt the best since 2010 Without a shadow of a doubt. 2010. Like, yeah. No, I'll agree there. I, Maybe because I think Ramos oh, I, is I, I don't. Very Sergio well. Ramos. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think that's a debate for another day. I can't take away from And he, the argument is, the, you know, if you're comparing Ramos and Van Dijk for the best, then there's room for two centre-backs in every team. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. I wouldn't mind seeing them two play together. Might happen. Never know. I don't think it's likely. I do not think Sergio Ramos is going well, to I Liverpool after what happened in that uh, Well, I was, I was thinking more well, Van Dijk might make his way to Madrid because I think they're looking for a very good centre-half. But would, would Van Dijk leave Liverpool? Well, I don't think. I think he'd be mad so do too. I, I don't Because I don't think that Madrid team is half as good at the minute as this Liverpool team. No. I think, and I think he's an integral part and of that Liverpool team. Liverpool have really uh, missed him since he's been out. 
I wouldn't say really missed him, but they've missed him because I. I still think they'd be top had they not had other injuries. Yeah. yeah. I think losing the likes of Matip and Joe Gomez has been just a bigger loss because Van Dyke is but out. Who was who was the centre back partnership with Van Dyke? It was was it Gomez? Gomez, yeah, usually. Even if they were to lose Gomez and, and you know whoever else they would they added centre half with him. They could have picked an academy player, and I think that having Van Dyke next to you would have given you the confidence to play with a bit more bravery. So I think that's what he does. Well, yeah, we saw it with Reese Williams was fantastic, yeah, exactly. and having a player like Van Dyke times. in in that team will give players around him the confidence to try and be a bit braver and to you know he'll, he'll almost make them better. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. And I think you know yeah. you put seventy five million on him, but I think that's priceless to be honest with you. I, I think I completely agree. Like the, I remember when he when he signed, and there was a few eyebrows raised over the fee because he was the most expensive defender. Yeah, he was. Still, I think he still is. Uh, um, I don't know anybody was more expensive. But uh, like I said, I would I would pay ten times yeah. that for a player, especially like a Liverpool. Simply fan. for the, the yeah, the personality yeah. though is just having someone like him in the dressing. Like the, you know, he, you can just tell he's he, he's just such an important part of that team and. I he mean, will be for a long time as well. To be fair, there's, yeah, there's not a lot in that Liverpool team that I change. Um, no, neither would I, to be honest with you. I don't think I could. I don't think I would. There's, there'd be no point because they're so good at the minute, even though you know they're not playing very well. It's a well. winning formula. It, it is it? a winning formula. Klopp's done, done very well to put the team he has together. So, and I, I, but I think uh, the, the, like, the crown jewel of that is the signing of Van yeah. Dijk. And... and Allison, because they came at the same time almost, didn't they? They came, Van Dijk came in January and Allison came in the yeah, summer, and, and then the year after they won the Champions I think League. It's funny that we haven't mentioned the front three either. All very good players, you know. For me, you know, very good. Yeah. Marnie, very good. Salah, very good. But we're not talking about them the same way we're talking about Allison. Because I was watching Allison against, um, oh gosh, what was it Burnley? And it was Nick Pope. It was my, wasn't it? Yeah, Nick yeah. Pope and Allison, and they both had two very good games. I was very impressed, impressed rather with the both of them. So having a having a goalkeeper like that will save you about 10, 15 points a season, and that, that's that's title winning territory. But now we've ended up talking about Allison. Yeah, I just I think they come hand in hand though, like the Van Dyke and Allison. Yeah. I think they're just that's. I just think it's enough said when you go one Champions League, one Club World Cup, one Premier League, and he's been there what two or three yeah. seasons. Yeah, no, absolutely, hundred percent. Right, enough said. Enough said. But yeah, that's that's covered it. That has covered it from from it twenty. Has. That is our countdown. Twenty to one. Let us know. Let us know. Do you agree? Do you disagree? What would you change? Uh, that's it. I forgot what I was going to say. Oh. Message us. Yes. Yes, that's what I was going yes. to say. I was going to say tweet us, but we're not on Twitter. Not um, message us. We're at Send Him Off Podcast on Instagram and uh, we'll try and get back to you. Because, uh, like I said last as, right, as soon as possible. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know why I'm forgetting to use words. <laughs> I think we've, we've been here for almost an hour. Not... Let's just call it a day. Should we? We'll see you all next yeah, week. Yeah, let's, let's, 